Welcome to Zichud Dafsi Man Member by Ram Goldar and the Mizrachis Yavamas Daf Chav Hey. The second parak Ketzad. The second parak has been generously sponsored by the Hatzlacha of Levadi Ben Leia and his family. So the three dots we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah Daf Chav Dalad Amabei stated, "Hanitan leishas ish v'hotziu amitachas yado." If one was subject to rumors that he had relations with a married woman and Basin required the husband to divorce her, off of yotzi, even if the suspected adulterer married her, he must divorce her. The Gemara Brana where Rav held that the adulterer only divorces her when there were witnesses to the adultery, and Rebbe held he must divorce her even based on a mere rumor without witnesses. On this stuff, the Gemara says the halach is like each of them and explains that this is not a contradiction, for the distinction is whether there was a call of the Pasik, a rumor that was stopped by a counter-rumor that denied the first one. In a case where the rumor did not stop and there were no aiding, the halach is like Rebbe, and he must divorce her. If the case is where the rumor was stopped and there are witnesses, he must divorce her. Abayah said that his adopted mother taught him that a kaladol pasik, a rumor that was not stopped, is a rumor that endures for a day and a half. The Gemara says that this is provided that no counter-rumor arose in the meantime, even if the counter-rumor died down before the one-and-a-half-day period. The Gemara will bring additional qualifications for the ruling. Pointing to the next Mishnah states that if one testifies regarding a man, that he died or I killed him or we killed him, he may not marry the dead man's wife. The Gemara says that this implies that while he may not marry the wife, others may marry her. This contradicts Rev. Yosef, who said that if one testifies that he consented to an act of sodomy with another, then the person is a Russia according to his own testimony in the Torah states, Do not put your hand with a Russia to be a thieving witness. This would disqualify his testimony against the sodomizer as well. Therefore, in the case of our mission, the man should not be believed as a witness, and the woman should not be permitted to marry someone else. The more answers the mission can be explained in accordance with Rabbah, who rules Adam Karov Russia. A person is considered related to himself, and therefore a person cannot disqualify himself from testifying by establishing himself as a Russia. In effect, Palgin Dibura, we split his testimony so the part regarding himself is not considered, but his testimony regarding the other is believed. The Gemara goes on to explain how Rav Yosef would explain his ruling, even according to the Rabbanan. A point within the next Mishnah states, Ha-chacham, who forbids a woman to her husband by not releasing her from a nether she made, not to derive pleasure from him, and he divorced her, may not marry the woman. The Gemara says that this implies that if he did release her from the nether, he would be permitted to marry her and seeks to understand the case. It cannot be that a single rabbi annulled the vow because Hetanadarim is with a basin of three judges. And if it was with a basin of three judges, then it's obvious he's not suspect, as the Mishnah teaches that if a woman did mune or chalitza before a chacham, he may marry her, mifnei shu basin, because he was part of a basin. The great answer is that the case was with a single judge who is a yachid mumcha, an expert judge. In such a case, he may release her from the vow, and if he does not, then he is prohibited to marry her. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah on Daf Chav Dawad stated, If one was subject to rumors that he had relations with a married woman and Basin required the husband to divorce her, even if the suspected adulterer married her, he must divorce her. The Gemara Brana where Rav held that the adulterer only divorces her when there were witnesses to the adultery, and Rebbe held he must divorce her even based on a mere rumor without witnesses. On this stuff, the Gemara says the halach is like each of them and explains that this is not a contradiction, for the distinction is whether there was a call of the pasik, a rumor that was stopped by a counter-rumor that denied the first one. 
In a case where the rumor did not stop and there were no aiding, the halach is like Rebbe, and he must divorce her. If the case is where the rumor was stopped and there are witnesses, he must divorce her. Abai said that his adopted mother taught him that a kaladol pasik, a rumor that was not stopped, is a rumor that endures for a day and a half. The Gemara says that this is provided that no counter-rumor arose in the meantime, even if the counter-rumor died down before the one-and-a-half-day period. The Gemara will bring additional qualifications for the ruling. Pointing between the next Mishnah states that if one testifies regarding a man, that he died, or I killed him, or we killed him, he may not marry the dead man's wife. The Gemara says that this implies that while he may not marry the wife, others may marry her. This contradicts Rev. Yosef, who said that if one testifies that he consented to an act of sodomy with another, then the person is a Russia according to his own testimony in the Torah states, Do not put your hand with a Russia to be a thieving witness. This would disqualify his testimony against the sodomizer as well. Therefore, in the case of our mission, the man should not be believed as a witness, and the woman should not be permitted to marry someone else. The more answers the mission can be explained in accordance with Rabba, who rules, A person is considered related to himself, and therefore a person cannot disqualify himself from testifying by establishing himself as a Russia. In effect, we split his testimony so the part regarding himself is not considered, but his testimony regarding the other is believed. The Gemara goes on to explain how Rav Yosef would explain his ruling, even according to the Rabbanan. And pointing between the next mission of states, who forbids a woman to her husband by not releasing her from a nether she made, not to derive pleasure from him, and he divorced her, may not marry the woman. The Gemara says that this implies that if he did release her from the nether, he would be permitted to marry her and seeks to understand the case. It cannot be that a single rabbi annulled the vow because Hetan Nadarim is with a basin of three judges. And if it was with a basin of three judges, then it's obvious he's not suspect, as the Mishnah teaches that if a woman did mune or chalitza before a chacham, he may marry her, mifnei shu basin, because he was part of a basin. The great answer is that the case was with a single judge who is a yachid mumcha, an expert judge. In such a case, he may release her from the vow, and if he does not, then he is prohibited to marry her. All right, so now we go to our Simber Dav Chafhe, and our standard simmon is a silver wedding anniversary, 25 years, a silver wedding anniversary. So here goes. The couple celebrating 25 years of marriage after rumors were countered before a day and a half had elapsed lost their appetite when the waiter testified to them that he killed a husband, who was a mumcha judge who had married a woman he released from a vow. Once again, it's a motion. The couple celebrating 25 years of marriage, 25 years of marriage, a silver wedding anniversary? That must be more enough. Chafei. The couple celebrating 25 years of marriage after rumors were counted before a day and a half had elapsed, which reminds the Mishnah of Chavdal and Amabe state that if one was subject to rumors that he had relations with a married woman and Basin required the husband to divorce her, if the suspected adulterer married her, he must divorce her. The Gemara brought him Malchokas, where Rav held that the adulterer only divorces her when there were witnesses to the adultery, and Rebbe held he must divorce her even based on a mere rumor without witnesses. On this stuff, the Gemara says the Lach is like each of them and explains that this is not a contradiction, but the distinction is whether there was a called a pasik, a rumor that was stopped by a counter-rumor that denied the first one. Abai says that his adopted mother taught him that a call the little pasik, a rumor that was not stopped, is a rumor that endures for a day and a half. So, the couple celebrating 25 years of marriage after rumors were countered before a day and a half had elapsed lost their appetite when the waiter testified to them that he killed a husband. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states that if one testifies regarding a man that he died or I killed him or we killed him, he may not marry the dead man's wife. Which implies that while he may not marry the wife, 
others may marry her. The Gemara says the mission can be explained in accordance with Rabbah who rules Adam Karav Eitzel Atzmo Bein Adam Meisim Atzmo Rasha. A person is considered related to himself, and therefore a person cannot disqualify himself from testifying by establishing himself as a Rasha. In effect, Pagim Dibura. We split his testimony, so the part regarding himself is not considered, but his testimony regarding the other is believed. So the couple celebrating 25 years of marriage after rumors were countered before a day and a half had elapsed lost their appetite when the waiter testified to them that he killed a husband who was a mumcha judge who had married a woman he released from a vow. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Ha'chachim who forbids a woman to her husband by not releasing her from a netter she made not to derive pleasure from him and he divorced her may not marry the woman even though a basin of three is required to release the woman from her vow, and in such a case the judge would not be suspect since he's acting as part of a basin, Digmore explains that the case was with a single judge who was a yachid mumcha, an expert judge. In such a case, he may release her from the vow, and if he does not, then he is prohibited to marry her. So once again, the couple celebrating 25 years of marriage after rumors were countered before a day and a half had elapsed lost their appetite when the waiter testified to them that he killed a husband who was a mumcha judge who had married a woman he released from a vow. All right, now it's time for Forbalabat Chazara. Dav Chafov. So the sim Dav Chafov is a car pronounced Ka by people from Boston. So here goes. When the Chalitza Ka, Chalitza Ka, that must be Dav Chafov, Ka. When the Chalitza Ka delivering the shoe was turned back from Basin, since Chalitza B'makom Yibum, Rav Mitzvahi, which reminds us, Rish Rakish said, Wherever you find an Ase, and a Losase in conflict with one another, If you can fulfill both of them, that's preferable. But if not, let the Ase be Doche the Losase. The Gemara clarifies after a challenge is brought, where Kongadol did Yibum to an Almana from Erison and exempted her Tzara, that this principle only applies, Hek the Mekayim and Mitzvah, where Mitzvah's Ase is fulfilled through the alternative way. But here, if he does chalitz, the mitzvah's ase will not be fulfilled since chalitz b'makom yibum love mitzvah. Chalitz is not a mitzvah in the place of yibum. The Mepharshim explained that the Torah provided the lesser mitzvah of chalitz in cases when the yavam does not want to marry the yavama. So, when the chalitz delivering the shoe was turned back from Basin, since chalitz b'makom yibum Love mitzvah. The driver almost ran over a basket with handles full of ramazim for shneos, which reminds the Gemara brings four sources for shneos, one based on a pusik and kohelis, referring to handles of a basket, where we learn that before Shlomo Mel came, the Torah was like a basket without handles. Until Shlomo came and made handles for it. Rashi explains that just as handles prevent a basket from falling from one's hands, so two shneos distance one from the arayos. So when the chalitz kad delivering the shoe was turned back from Basin, since chalitz b'makom yibum rav mitzvahi, the driver almost ran over a basket with handles full of ramazim for shneos that had been dropped by his aunt Gittel, the wife of his mother's maternal brother. Which reminds us, the Gemara clarifies how we know that a wife of a mother's maternal brother is also considered a shnia. Dav chabes. So the sim dav chabes is a cab. So here goes. The gear and a shnia wife finally flagged down a cab. Cab. That must be more dav. Chabes. The ger and his shnia wife finally flagged down a cab, which reminds us the rabbanim were not goes their shnios for a ger. And the only reason the rabbanim prohibited in Arab is that people should not say, buy me kedusha chamura or kedusha kala. The gering come from a strict level of kedusha, being that non-Jews are prohibited to their non-Jewish mother, and now they come to a lesser level of kedusha as they are now permitted to marry their non-Jewish mother. So, the ger and his shnia wife finally flagged down a cab, driven by a mumzer brother, which reminds us a mumzer brother is Zokek's brother's wife to Yibum, and a mumzer son 
son exempts his father's wife from Yibum. The source that a mumser qualifies as a son is learned from the Pasuk Uven Enlo, and he has no son. Since the word Ein is written with a Yud, it implies Ein Alav, examine him, which Rush explains to mean that one should see if he has any type of son, even a mumser. So the Ger and his Shnia wife finally flagged down a cab, driven by a mumser brother who just let out a Balahokoso passenger whom he charged twice, which reminds us, it's a Malchus bin Rabbi Yosef bin Yehuda and the Chukhamim whether a Balahokoso, one who has relations with his sister, who's the daughter of his father's wife, whether he's chayv once or twice, given two psukim that discuss relations with his sister. Dav Chav Gimel, so the similar Dav Chav Gimel is Kugelach. So here goes. It was an awkward scene at the Kiruv Kugelach competition. Kugelach, that must be more Dav Chav Gimel. It was an awkward scene at the Kiruv Kugelach competition when a man's two daughters, one from a Shivcha and the other from a Nachris, which reminds us, asks, what Rabbi Yossi does with the Pasuk, and answers that one Pasuk excludes the daughter of a Shivcha and the other excludes the daughter of a Janta, and both are needed. If the Torah only taught the case of a Shivcha, one would think her daughter is excluded because she has no Yichus in family relationships, whereas a Gentile woman does have Yichus in her relationships. And if the Torah had only taught the case of a Gentile woman, one would think her daughter is excluded because she is not shaykh to mitzvahs, but the daughter of a shivcha would be included because she's shaykh to mitzvahs. So, it was an awkward scene at the Kiruv Kugloch competition when a man's two daughters, one from a shivcha and the other from a nachris, came to watch his Jewish grandson, whose father wasn't Jewish. Which reminds us, the Pasuk states regarding the prohibition of intermarriage, ki yasir bincham for he, referring to a Gentile father married to a Jewish woman, will turn your son away from me and they will serve other gods. From here we learn that a son from a Jewish woman is called bincha, your son, but a son from a Gentile woman is not called your son, but rather he's considered her son. The child follows the non-Jewish status of his mother. So, it was an awkward scene at the Kiruv Kugelach competition, when a man's two daughters, one from a Shivcha and the other from a Nachris, came to watch his Jewish grandson, whose father wasn't Jewish, play against two surviving brothers of a man who hadn't remembered which one of two sisters he married, which reminds us, if one was Makadish one of two sisters, but does not know which one of them he was Makadish, and then he dies childless and has two brothers, one must do chalitza to one of the sisters, and afterwards the other brother may take the other sister in Yibam. The Gemara clarifies the mission coming to teach that the order must be that the first brother does chalitza, and then the second one can do Yibam. And it cannot be that the first brother does Yibum to kapaga ba'achos zikukasov, for then he would be possibly violating the prohibition of marrying the sister of a zikuka. Dav chav so the similar Dav chav is a pitcher, a kad. So here goes. The Yaakov Moshim Achiv Yabam, who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique pitcher collection. Pitchers, that must be more in Dav chav The Yaakov Moshim Achiv Yabam, who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique Picture collection, which reminds us it was taught in a brace of the Pusik states, and it shall be the firstborn. From here we learn that it's a mitzvah of the eldest to do Yibum. Yakum Alshim Achiv, he shall be established on the name of his brother, Lenachla, which refers to inheritance, which teaches that the one who does Yibum inherits the entire estate of his brother. So the Yakum Oshim Achiv Yabum, who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique Picture collection was dismayed when he was told that he would not receive a double portion of his grandfather's collection destined for his father, which reminds us. The Gemara asks regarding what halacha did the Torah mention Bechor when it could have said that the eldest brother should preferably do Yibum. It answers that the term Bechor was written like Grusa to diminish the Yavim's rights. Just as a Bechor does not take a double portion in his father's inheritance, which is still yet to come to the father, like the assets that are currently in the possession of a living grandfather, so to the Yavim who stands in the place of the deceased brother and takes it of a portion in his father's estate, he does not take an extra portion in the father's assets, which are still yet to come, like 
like the ones were already in the father's possession. So the Yakumoshim Achiv Yavam, who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique picture collection, was dismayed when he was told that he would not receive a double portion of his grandfather's collection destined for his father, and grew worried that his wife, who converted because of his anticipated wealth, would leave him. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses whether gearing that converted for an ulterior motive are considered legitimate gearing. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol and Zichu wishing a great day and great learning.